0: Newcastle and other valleys 2 FM 103.7 Tuesday afternoon Means Health and well Wellbeing Naturopath David Lomond is with us And today the reason for our existence, David
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a subject that I spend a lot of time with these days Is to understand what we are actually doing here mm-hmm. You know, what's the reason for our existence What's the reason that we are on earth What's the reason that we are in the form of a human being You know, and what is life and death all about And basically through what I've done and I look at my own history and I say, well, you know, I came from a place where I didn't have any religious background. Basically, I didn't have any spiritual belief. I didn't have any other concept of what my body was other than that it was just my body. And all I had to do was feed it whatever I liked and clothe it and however I liked, and I could do whatever I liked with it. But what I found over the years is I can't do that. And that's the same for my clients. They just can't do that. You know, they cannot eat what they used to eat if they're sick. They cannot do what they used to do if they're sick. And it's all about changing our concept of how we view life. To me, it isn't just something to get through. It actually has a meaning and a purpose. And, a, and in the deepest meaning that we have is what we bring to our life. And what is the purpose of our life? How do we serve others? How can we actually show up for the planet, really?
0: And change of thought for you when you bought a health food store. Tell, tell us some more about that.
1: Well, yeah, I'd had a deli for four and a half years. I'd worked, first of all, in uh, administration work, and then I bought a deli and, um you know, eat, drink, whatever you like, you know, dress, however you like shorts and t-shirts and, and thongs. And I'd never done that before. So that was freedom to me, but it was also hard work because I was on the beachfront. So winters were very quiet and summers were very busy. So I just ate and drank whatever was in the shop. I just did whatever I liked to do. I just had what I wanted to have and I didn't think anything about it. And I didn't realize the impact that would have on my body. And that's the same with the clients that I see these days. They just don't realize the impact that food has on their body and that food is the reason why their body is hurting or in pain or is bloated or uncomfortable or digestion doesn't work. And the the difficulty is that there's so much information out there. People get lost with the amount of information. And what we try to do is keep it very simple in our explanations. And if you can keep it very simple... You can actually help people a lot more because then they can take up the challenge and say, yes, I'm willing to do that to get out of pain or I'm willing to do this to get out of pain. And yes, I understand I've eaten that way all my life and no, I don't have to keep eating that way because it's obviously not working for my body.
0: We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about how when you got involved, you started teaching people, but then you learnt lots more from the people that came to you. Absolutely. We'll find out about that next here. It's Health and Wellbeing with uh, David and 2NURFM on 103.7. Now, an interesting thing, before we went to the break, we actually said, David, how you started teaching in your clinic with people, but you feel like you actually learnt more from the people that came to you well, than absolutely, because' you every, were teaching them.
1: Well, every person that came to me came with a problem. So I I was taught nutritional therapy, which was, you know, how to give out pills and tablets and, and how to help people to understand themselves a little bit more and what they could do about their health issues through added nutrition. The difficulty was that I didn't really understand the reason why they were in the problem in the first place. I didn't understand what got them to that situation. And that is all about the subconscious mind, not just the conscious mind. And that's all the programming that we receive as a child. That's the programming that we receive from all different areas of our life. So, you know, I'd learn something and then I'd go and I'd put that into practice and it would work to a degree, but then people would stop doing what was working. And I couldn't understand it. It was like, you know, if you if something's working, why would you stop doing it? It's all the outside pressures that people have. It's all the ways in which, oh, you, you know, you're know, you losing weight. You must be getting too skinny or this is happening or that's happening that, that were the reasons why people would go so far but then they would draw back because they were listening to other mm. people and they were reflecting their life not from what was good for them but what
0: was good for other people. Did you find a similar theme flowing through many different people?
1: Sure, because that's what we tend to do, what I believe we tend to do. We tend to worry about ourselves from the viewpoint of where other people see us, not so much from the viewpoint of where we really are within our own body and, and who we are. You know, say somebody's got arthritis, they have to change their diet. If they've got bloating and digestive issues, they have to change their diet Taking a medication, you know, a drug will get rid of an acid reflux problem, but there's no way that it will actually get rid of the real problem, which is the imbalances in the biochemistry in the body. And it's only by really going within the system to find out where the biochemistry is that, that real change can happen. And that means taking supplements, that means changing diet, that means drinking water, all the things we've talked about on this program so many times.
0: Newcastle and Hunter Valleys, 2NURFM 103.7, health and wellbeing with naturopath David Lomman and us today. An interesting topic. We're looking about our existence, David. Yeah, we are,
1: because I think that a lot of people just see ourselves as a body and they don't look at it from the point of view that, that we are more than that. We are much more than that. And it's, it's all about what we're here for to me you know Mm. i don't believe in randomness i don't believe that we're here as a random thing you know we're just a speck of life upon an
0: earth well we're not just here on our own so we have to interact you've already touched a little bit earlier about how when we do interact sometimes it's the the way others are to us that changes and takes us off the path that we really should be on even if we are corrected and on a right path
1: absolutely and there's some how
0: should we interact with each other correctly and what should we take from other people
1: well I believe we can take people's ideas, but don't take them as our ideas unless they are true for us. We can take, we can listen to their beliefs. Even listening to my beliefs is one thing, but don't take my belief as your truth. Do what I did, research, study, learn, find out what your true beliefs are. And then what you want in your life becomes much more apparent.
0: What about if, if you're on the correct path, like we're suggesting, you needed to tidy some things up in your life and you're on a correct path, but someone comes and their impression on you is, oh, what are you doing that for? You don't need to do that. You why are you doing that? It seems crazy that you're doing that.
1: Yeah. And that happens a lot. People can get thrown off, but it's really only because they don't have a strong belief in themselves. They haven't yet learned to have a real strong belief in themselves. That took me a long time to have a strong belief in myself, you know, from where I started and and I was reasonably intelligent. I read lots of books and did lots of things. Yet I still didn't have a strong belief in myself. I was stubborn, but I didn't have a strong belief in myself. I could still be worried about what somebody else might say or what somebody else might do rather than what my needs were and how to actually express my needs and how to talk about the things I needed in my life or wanted in my life. In actual fact, to be vulnerable, because when we're vulnerable, we're open to damage, if you like. We're taught that. It's actually the opposite. When we're vulnerable, we allow things to happen. We allow things to come around us, but we don't react to them the same way.
0: When it comes to health issues, do you believe we, th- we should have an open approach to that?
1: Absolutely. And to me, any health issue which doesn't go away within a short period of time is something that can become a chronic situation, and that needs investigation. That needs to really look at it from the point of view of what's actually going on here. What's happening within this body, and what's the mindset of the person that owns this body? Because we all own our own body, and it's up to us to feed, clothe, take care of it, and to meet its needs, And it's really important to me that people understand that and they really get it. They really get that they have an opportunity to change their life, to take better care of their body, to look after things in a much better way so that their life improves. We're
0: going to take a short break. We'll be back with more Health and Wellbeing and David Lomond for a Tuesday afternoon at 2NURFM 103.7. And health and well-being with naturopath David Loman with us today. We're taking a look at our very existence today, how we need to be more open-minded. And what about this one, David? Um, Being more proactive with our body, getting it checked on, uh, testing things, not just going along, along, along until the point where, oh, hang on a second, this doesn't seem right or I don't feel well.
1: Absolutely. What Kerry Reams, the chap that I followed, taught was that after a while, your body, it, it takes about 10 years for your body to break at its weakest point once a condition is started within the body. But then you'll start to notice the effects of it. And people have have had things that they've put up with for years and years and years. You know, they put up with sinus trouble, they put up with hay fever, they put up with, you know, all skin complaints, all these different conditions, when there are answers, and there have always been answers. Hippocrates, back in the old days, you know, thousands of years ago, gave us answers about water, food, you know, rest, going to bed early. They're all answers that people often don't want to listen to because it interferes with their current belief about how they have to behave. And it's important from the point of view of um, therapy that people say, I am willing
0: to change what I'm doing in order to get a different result. So be proactive about your body, have yourself checked up on. And what about being proactive when it comes to things like uh, uh, nutrients and, and looking for extras for your body, you know, things like uh, that you might like to take some, like look towards vitamins or supplements, things like that.
1: Well, our body's made up of all the nutrients we get out of our food and that's minerals and that's vitamins and that's enzymes and that's the fluids that are in the food as well. That's what our body's made from. It doesn't make sense t- to me to look anywhere else in the start than there. Then, if things aren't improving, to look deeper into what's been done before. You know, Margaret Hills wrote the book about uh, her arthritis and cured herself of arthritis. It took her a year, but she got rid of all her pain. These are the things that can be done. You know, somebody else cured themselves of MS. These are the things that can be done. But people have to be willing to go outside the square. And that's what. You know, when I started to do hypnotherapy back in 1990, that's what that taught me, that we're all conditioned. We're all like Pavlov's dogs in a way. We're conditioned by our responses to what happens in our life. And we all have to break that conditioning at some stage in order to have a great life.
0: Now, for anyone listening now who's thinking, yes, I've had enough, I've got problems with my health, I've got problems with my life, Uh, I've had enough, I need to uh, try and get it on the right path, they can come along tonight. Whereabouts are you tonight? We're at
1: New Lambton tonight, and we're at Organic Feast next week.
0: And Organic Feast is in East Maitland? East Maitland. Okay. So tonight, if you come along, what is the expectation? Because there might be someone listening thinking, oh, what am I going to face if I go along? It's free. They might be hesitant. It's free. Yeah,
1: and you don't have to do anything except sit there if you wish to. You can stay as long as you like, so it's there's no obligation whatsoever. When people book in, we just get a recording of their their name. Might talk to them a little bit about their biochemistry and what they're looking
0: for, but there's no obligation. So, but it is, it is a chance to sit and talk and say. What is your problem? What is your ailment? What What, what is it about that, that's not giving you the fulfilled life that you should it, be able it to? It is
1: because everybody comes in for a different reason. You know, one part person's got pain, another person's got depression, another one's got anxiety. And basically we put up on the board the reasons why those things exist, relating it back to our biochemistry, you know, and personal histories that others have done and people have overcome that are often come there and talk as well. So... You're not alone. You know, if somebody wants to come along, they won't be alone in what they, they have. And they can ask questions for their neighbours. We don't mind. And nobody gets embarrassed by what they're doing. They may even doing.
0: find the person sitting next to them has a similar ailment or they, a similar problem. They may indeed. Yeah. And they might say, hey, that seems unusual. What you're saying, it's, that's like me. I feel that when yeah. I wake up of a morning or, I, or when I'm trying to sleep of a night, I feel the same way.
1: Yeah, a lot of people come with the same issues because we're all like I'm 62. So, you know, when I was 30 or something, I didn't care. I didn't know anything about my body. These last 30 years have been like a major
0: learning experience. And we've got a call now. David's joining us from Edgeworth. David, David Lomond's on the phone for you now. Hello, David.
2: Hello, David. Nice nice name,
0: that. It is a good name. Yes. So,
2: um, I, 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 I listen to you a lot, but I also listen to the ABC Watch TV, and I'm enthralled with what came across the Catalyst program. I don't know whether you're familiar with the Catalyst program on a Thursday night.
1: I am familiar with it. I haven't caught up with the one that I think you're talking about, but go ahead.
2: Well, it virtually ridiculed all the messages we've been receiving for the oh, last 40 years or more about cholesterol yes. and the good and the bad cholesterol. and They referred to it was. the program was over two separate nights for half an hour, and it had these experts from look, talking from all around the world, and some of them had been looking into this, program, this problem since the 60s and 70s, and they ridiculed the whole fact about this emphasis on cholesterol and reducing it. Yes. And they actually described it as the biggest wrought ever to come out in many, many years. It's made billions of dollars for a, for companies with medications and things like that, and it's completely unjustified. I was wondering about your view on this.
1: Well, in the 1950s, a guy called Abraham Hoffer who proved conclusively that vitamin B3 and adding vitamin B3 in higher doses to your diet reduces cholesterol. That tells me it's a nutritional problem. It's not a problem of, um, um, you know, too much cholesterol in your diet. It's actually a nutritional problem. I believe it needs to be treated as a nutritional problem, looking at the amount of water that people drink, the food they eat, and the nutritional supplements that they need to take in order to overcome any condition in their body, including cholesterol. Okay. Could I just finish with one other thing, Dave? Yes. Um, I have a copy of the talk, The Strangest Secret, which was uh, first uh, talked about in 1950s. It sold over a million copies. And it's, and it's really an explanation of how we get in the trouble we get in. And it refers to all the different belief structures that we have, but it also refers to the fact that all of this is known in the religious text. It's in the Bible. It was in the movie The Secret. You know, it's all about asking for what you want. It's about setting intentions. It's about changing your mindset to really focus on what it is you want to achieve and doing it in a natural way. And it talks about how to do it in this little, uh, I don't know how many pages it is, Um, about 12, 16 pages, and I'm quite happy to email this out to anybody who wants to leave their email address here at the station or contact me direct, because it's something that I believe is going to make a huge difference to people's lives if they understand how to use their mind to actually help them break chains and barriers that they've been
0: stuck in, and they may not even know they're stuck there. Okay, time has beaten us. Thank you again for that, David. We'll catch you again next Tuesday.
1: We will indeed.